Hey, good morning and welcome to Morning Motivation. I am your host, Eric Von Kimball, and we are delighted to have you on the podcast today. It is November 30th, 2018. And uh, we just did our performance last night at Mimo Lounge, and we just did our uh, performance at the Artisan. If you came out last night and enjoyed it, it was an incredible time. Um, the the show was fabulous. The people uh, were were there in the place. Beautiful ladies. Um, definitely thank everyone for coming out and making it a fabulous event. Um, we do that every each and every Thursday. Um, we're at the Artisan Hotel and at Nemo Lounge off of Spring Mountain and Jones. Um, you are guys are in for a treat today on the today's podcast because we will be going over Proverbs 30 as well as a two for 31. We'll be doing 30 and 31 today because there's only 30 days in November. Tomorrow is going to be December 1st. So we'll start back fresh on December 1st all the way to the 16th and once we get there then we're going to change up we're going to, we'll, we should be done with the book of Proverbs and then we'll switch up and go to um, the next uh, segments of the podcast which will be discussion portions bringing guests on it will be other books because morning motivation is more than just from reading from Proverbs even though Proverbs has just about everything you need um, there are several other books and several other insights and perspectives that I feel that um, we all can gain some some insights and connect some dots in our own personal lives, whether it may be from Seneca, it may be from a financial book, it may be from a health and, and, and wellness book. It, so on this podcast, we're going to talk about philosophy, spirituality, finance, meditation, more this is this is all across the board some of the things that I do in the morning some of the things that um I've learned along the way that I feel will be beneficial so with that said we're going to just jump right into the inspirational reading portion of today's podcast and we're going to just read straight through the two chapters and then we're going to take a short break between each of them and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. All right. So we will be back after this break. All right. We are back and we are digging in. Today is a two chapter uh, review of Proverbs 29 and 30. And we're just going to dig right in. I'm sorry, not 29 and 30, 30 and 31. <laughs> so we're starting from them, the wisdom of Augur. The words of Augur, the son of Jaquet, his utterance, his, this man declared to Ethiel, to Ethiel and Eucal, surely I am more stupid than any man and do not have the understanding of a man. I neither learned wisdom nor have knowledge of the Holy One. Who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has bound the water in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name? If you know, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. 
Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you, for you be found a liar. Two things I request of you. Deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me. Lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of God, of my God. Do not malign a servant to his master, lest he curse you and be found guilty. There is a generation that curses his father and does not bless his mother. There is a generation that is pure in his own eyes, yet is not washed from his filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are, are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are like swords and whose fangs are like knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. The leech has two daughters, give and give. There are three things that are never satisfied. Four never say enough. The grave, the barren womb, and that the earth that is not satisfied with water and the fire never says enough. The eye that mocks his father and the, and scorns obedience to his mother, the ravens of the valley will pick it out and the young eagles will eat it. There are three things which are too wonderful for me. Yes, four which I do not understand. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent on a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a virgin. This is the way of an adulterous woman. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I have done no wickedness. For three things, and the earth is perturbed. Yes, for four, it cannot bear up a servant when he reigns, a fool when he is filled with food, a hateful woman when she is married, and a maidservant who succeeds her mistress. There are four things which are little on, on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. The rock badgers are a feeble flock, folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. The locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. The spider skillfully grabs with his hands, and it is in king's palaces. There are three things which are majestic in pace. Yes, four which are stately in walk. A lion which is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any. A greyhound, a male goat also, and a king whose troops are with him. 
If you have been foolish in exalting yourself or if you have devised evil, put your hand on your mouth. For as the churning of milk produces butter, the ringing the nose produces blood. So the forcing of wrath produces strife. This is Proverbs 30. Okay, and we are back. We're going into Proverbs 31. A lot of good stuff in Proverbs 30. This is the two chapter segment and we are digging right in, guys. The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. What, my son? And what, son of my womb? And what, son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. It's not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all afflicted. Give strong drink to who to him who is perishing and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. Open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also arises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion of her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her prophets, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good. And her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hands to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household. For all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household 
and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. My many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. It's Proverbs 31. All right, and we are back. All right, so we we jumped into two chapters today. And um, this is a mouthful to to go through. Um, But Solomon is really, um, it looks like it's been a while since I've read uh, this this particular chapter, 30 and 31. And I'm trying to bring back to remembrance all of these. he, he, He has a lot of things, like a lot of points that he's making inside of chapter 30. Because like he starts off two things and request of you in verse seven. And then you keep going down and he's like four things I say here and three things which are too wonderful for me. And three things the earth is perturbed and four things which are little on earth. And these seem like pretty interesting um, insights that he developed in that time. Like um, four there are four this is verse 24 there are four things which are little on the earth but the exceedingly are but they are exceedingly wise the ants are a people not strong yet they prepare their food in the summer the rock badgers are a feeble folk yet they make their homes in the crags the locusts have no king yet they all advance in ranks the spider skillfully grabs with his hands and it is in the king's palaces. And, you know, he, he makes a lot of these points. And I'm, I'm, it's a lot to really dissect and dig in. But for this, it's like, okay, locusts have no king, but they all work together. Because, I mean, we, 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 he also says where there is no vision, the people perish. So this is why these are for things... These are four things on earth which are exceedingly wise. This is even wiser than. <laughs> I mean, it just takes a minute to think about a group of locusts. They travel in swarms. They travel in thousands, but they are all aligned. They all follow a certain path. Isn't that amazing? How is that possible? How are they communicating? Obviously, they have some type of organization that is run what does that tell you about how about how organizations can be run so that's an interesting thing that's exceedingly wise um i'm sure some business owners maybe people who own who have employees could see the depth of that or maybe a school teacher a principal could see the depth of that when i when i think of uh, many thousands of people gathered and really no rank well there is a rank but no real leader i think of maybe a situation like that but there we have leaders for everything there is a leader for everything how do you gather thousands of people and no leader that is very wise thing to do 
that's interesting. So that's going to be on my mind. <laughs> because I, we all go. If you can gather thousands of people together and no one knows you, but people are gathered and united on some topic or some front or doing some type of mission like the locusts do, then you can rule. You can change the world. You can rule the world. It's about getting those first thousand true fans, right? All right, so we're going to go ahead to 31. And chapter 31, um, he starts off by talking about wine, talking about drinking, talking about giving to the poor. Then he goes in depth about this virtuous woman, this virtuous wife, which is really, really um, what a lot of uh, women in the church today base what a woman should look like in the household and um it's a beautiful it's a beautiful exchange here all the things that she does so we're going to talk a little bit about her but first i think of myself as a king shouldn't we all feel ourselves as some type of royalty some type of royal hood that we come from especially if you are um, a religious type person um you feel like you come from the greatness of God. You come from the greatness of the creator, his majesty, his honorableness, his favor is just bestowed upon your life. And now you feel um, like you're deserving of whatever he has to offer, whatever he has created, the abundance in the earth. However, it for chapter four, verse four, uh, chapter 31, verse four, it is not for kings, O Lemuel, for it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes to dr intoxicating drink, lest they forget the law. So that's powerful. I always have seen myself as a king. This is exactly what my name means, king of chief warriors. So I must really look at this verse because what have I been doing? I, is, is, are you fit for the throne? Are you fit, Eric Von Kimball, for the throne? Are you even fit to lead people? This would be the question I would ask myself when I read this. If you look at yourself as royalty, if you look at yourself as a king, do you do what kings do? Do you think the way kings think? If you were a king, which king would you want to be? Of course you would want to be Solomon, the wisest king there ever was. And, um... Verse six, give strong, strong drink to him who is perishing and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. Give it to those who are already dying. Not to those who want to live or not to those who rule rather. Hmm. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and the needy. This is what you do. You help others. You're not, you're not drinking and smoking and all these pleasures. Oh, yeah, because oh, when we go back, let's see, where was that? I, it, it was in chapter 30. Well, no, it was probably 31. Talk about how Solomon, he was like, he, man, I pleasure myself with whatever I want. Oh, it's actually Ecclesiastes. Oh, guys, Ecclesiastes is so dope, y'all. It's so dope. All right. Ecclesiastes is so dope. I was reading it. I'm going to have to read that after. We'll do some segments in Ecclesiastes. But um, I'm going to go over here real quick because he talked about all the labor he had done. And 
he 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 was demonstrating uh working throughout the season so hard and then just pleasuring himself with whatever he wanted, whether it's women, whether it's wine, whether it's drink or whatever. So, I mean, that that has the dichotomy of, okay, when is enough? All right, so, um, but we're gonna, I'm going to have to study that some more myself. But we're going to get back to 31. We're going to get back to 31. I don't want to get off track and let the COP podcast go for too long because I know that this is morning motivation. We probably want to just start keep, keep, continually keep these things under 15 minutes and concise. You let me know. But um, let's see. This woman, she is who can find a virtuous wife? Her vow, her worth is far above rubies. Okay, I'm reading this whole thing. She's a real estate investor. She is a salesman. She takes care of her home. You know what I mean? She uh, takes care of her body. She takes care of her family and her husband, and that her family delights in her. That's what this whole thing is saying to me. She is a businesswoman and she is a family woman. So. That is what that says to me. Beautiful, beautiful. And she knows she has some style. She she knows how to make clothing. Like she is just an all-around extravagant woman, right? So this is a virtuous wife. And the men, the rest of the book is for you. <laughs> One to thirty. That is for us guys. We and that see it he only did half a chapter for the virtuous woman. They got that covered, right? But the work is on you. The work is on the men. As well as the women read the chapters, but it's just making a joke. Um, with that, guys, this is going to conclude the podcast. I mean, we're, we're, we're having a good time right now. Um, we went through both the chapter, chapters uh, of Proverbs 30 and 31. And just having an exciting time. With that said, we're going to be signing off. I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a fabulous day. And uh, leave a comment, share, like, and we love to hear from you. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day.